Hi, and welcome to Color Your Home Happy. I'm Justine, founder and creative mind behind Rainbow Shaker, a colorful interior design studio in London. My goal is to spread joy and happiness through the design of cheerful interiors. If, like me, you think that we need a colorful bubble to escape the daily gloom, then this podcast is definitely for you. Each episode, I will be welcoming well-known guests from various colorful backgrounds. You won't find us speaking about the right way to use colors. In this podcast, I want to help you trust your intuition and give you all the confidence you need when designing interiors full of dopamine. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Color Your Home Happy. Today, I'm receiving Emma Bestley. She's the co-founder and creative director of the amazing and vibrant, eco-friendly paint company, Yes Colors. Hi, Emma. How Hi. are you? I'm great. It's brilliant to be on here. I'm so excited. <laughs> we met how long ago now? Decorex, maybe. Let's Decorex. Officially met, but I think on Instagram, we've been talking. Yeah. And you're literally the perfect Yes Colors customer. <laughs> I think we're attracted to people that share like no, our love of color. And joyous and yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's love at first sight or first Instagram DM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been that long that no. Yes Colors exist as well. How have been Yes Colors journey into the world of colors? Yeah, it's been a year? quick journey now. If you think about it, it's, it's our first proper year of trading. We actually started in lockdown. And when I say we, the co-founder, John, who's my best friend of 21, 22 wow. years, and he's got this product design background, and I'm the arty one and obsessed with colour and painting. Um, and we were looking at paint tins and how many we had under the stairs and they were rusting. And we looked at research showing the waste that only 2% gets recycled mm. in landfill in the UK. And John's product design head is, right, well, let's change this. What What other packaging could we think of so through lockdown we were researching and developing the pouch but it had to be fully recyclable the nozzle everything so you could recycle it all in one place so that took nine months because that's lockdown and there was short supply of raw materials so that was the first thing to perfect the next question was okay we've got the pouch we've paint can go in it it's destruct it's indestructible now we need a palette so that's where I came in and we knew from the beginning that we wanted to be different mm. and, and be positive. And we weren't about finger wagging when it came to sustainability. We wanted to be, we wanted to talk about the positive impact of colour in your home. And that's how it all began. And that's why we have such a bold palette. Yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, I think it was definitely missing in our world. I remember that on the internet, I was always typing bold paint colors, but I couldn't find the exact colors I wanted and really electric as you have your collection. Electric. The first collection we really developed was, so the first color we developed was the electric blue. And I remember saying to John, please, we have quite a diverse palette. We still have muted, we still have neutrals and creams, but can I start with perfecting the best electric blue or bright blue? in the country. So it was about the coverage and how vibrant it was. We used pure ultramarine pigment and there's just something quite magical about it. And that was going to be limited edition. Now it's our bestseller. 
It reminds me a bit of also the Moroccan blue, but with even more vibrancy. More and that was the inspiration. So I love Marrakesh and I've, I've been fortunate enough to go twice. And the Majorelle Gardens, that blue, there's just something amongst, you know, the banana leaves and, and it just makes you smile. And I remember saying to John, look, it, it's inspired really by my experience in Marrakesh and why I love going there. It's like a magnet. You know, yeah. I love it. Apart from that, I was obsessed with Eve Klein and studied oh, the yeah. artists when I did fine art uh, at college. So it's there's a few connections why this colour is very important to me. And I just hoped it was going to be really popular to the public. Luckily, yeah. it, it has. Everyone loves it. It's okay. <laughs> How has been your journey into the world of colour? Have you always uh, loved colours from a very young age? Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born with seeing colour. I've got synesthesia. Um, so I see uh, colour in words and numbers. Mm. So when I was four years old, it's probably when I read my first memory of it. I remember a friend called Mark. He was red. And another friend called Samuel, he was yellow, like a yolky yellow, very specific tones of this color as well. And I just thought everyone thought like this, like everyone's brain gave them colors when they talked about people or, or months or days of the week. And as I got older, you know, I could memorize things through seeing the color. So mm -hmm. a phone number would be a mixture of yellows and blues and greens, not actually the the number if that makes any sense yeah, that's practical. or I wake up so today is cyan Tuesday it's cyan blue so it's I wake up seeing the colors so I guess throughout my whole life I have I, I can't escape color it's always been part of me uh it's a good thing I love color mm. or maybe that's the reason why I love color that I've got this genetic mutation in the brain <laughs> and it's invited me to be creative and enjoy art and yeah. so I think It's always been in my life. And then physically, clothes always been colorful. I love bright lipstick. I love playing with doing my own nails. So constantly color is in my life and I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. It, it gives me energy mm. and it uplifts me. And I know it's not for everyone, but for me, it's really, really important. I wear color. I don't think, I think I own a few black items in the wardrobe that's it but then you have to wear the vibrant accessories to i wear it. vibrant accessories bright pink lipstick and probably sequins in a bright green <laughs> color and then that balances out it's about color balance but yeah it just doesn't feel right that i'd wear all black not for me anyhow yeah. you know, it's a personal choice and also if you associate words with colors then it's as if you're telling a story like you have your story with words and then it translates into color Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And for me, it was always about travel and all the things I'd experienced or all the things I want to experience. And as I got older, I think I became more confident with color when mm. I started traveling and seeing how amazing color is in India mm. and obviously Marrakesh and going to New York or, yeah, just just seeing color in other places, nature or galleries and museums or the artwork you see they all feed into this sort of archive, you know, in your brain and you're, you're layering more and more ideas and creative mm. ideas and therefore 
you're seeing all these new color combinations and it just it enriches you you know and also when you're traveling or when you're going to a gallery you are in a different mindset that when you're working mm. so your mind is more open yeah and you're just taking everything in yes and it's soaking in and then you have way more inspiration or you think differently than on your everyday life and we all do that so yeah. we're rushing to work or we're getting on a tube or getting on a bus We're so focused on what we're trying to do, yeah. whether it is work or your mind isn't open. And as soon as you are away or on a trip or you've got some downtime, you're, it's your well-being. You're ready to accept what you see around you. You notice tiny little details. Love that. So you just have to take some time and appreciate your yeah, surroundings. You do. <laughs> and none of it, we don't do it enough, no. do we? Now, even a walk in the park, you could see the richest, you know, like our passionate olive green and a really lush youthful green is on a leaf and it's amazing it's such a gorgeous color and really uplifting color but half the time we just walk past the bush or these yeah. plants it's just we take it for granted yeah, but that's what inspires our palette is all these things around us do you have a favorite color or do you associate yourself with one color that's nice That's like choosing one of my favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it depends on the day and where you are. And it really does change. I think I'm drawn to green probably my whole life. Mm. I think being a redhead with freckles, I've worn a lot of green, usually, not today. <laughs> But then I'll put it in my on my nail varnish and it'll be on my ring. And, and if I look at my home or our home, <laughs> I did design it with my husband. He, he was involved. But it is there's different types of green. Mm. So it's not just one specific color. It would be a lush green, an olive green. It could be a mint green. Mm. It could be an emerald. But there's something about that color that me and my husband actually both love. So that's yeah. our color compromise green. So in the home, it's quite a safe color to go for where we haven't argued over it. Um, and then clothing wise, yeah, I wear green a lot and I just get drawn to green. And now it's happening with my children. And my eldest is obsessed with green, which is good to see. That it's not pink or purple or just like <laughs> lots of glitter. It, it seems to be a lovely lush green or blue. Does yeah. it make you feel like a certain emotion? Yeah. So for me, so Wednesdays and Fridays are also green in my head. <laughs> and Fridays is such a good day yeah. because it's near the weekend. It's this lovely, fresh, light green. So again, from the age of four or five years old, green has been Friday. So Friday already has got this really lovely, positive, exciting feeling. So that's a problem. I can't sometimes disconnect from really what my brain is telling me the day is. But luckily, it's a really positive color. Mm. Friday seems to always be a happy day for most human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's been probably with me for yeah 35 years. When you're designing home, you're thinking about your personality, the yeah. functionality, And then it translates afterwards into mm. colors. Sometimes people come to me saying, I saw in the magazine this lovely pastel and I want to use this pastel in my room. But does it translate really well with mm. your personality, with your functionality? Yeah. There's so many questions yeah. behind that. Because like you say, trends with magazines, you feel some people need that inspiration. But that doesn't mean it's going to work in the house. No. What's their lighting like? When are they using the room? Do they even really like it? Yeah. You know, so that's the most important question, right? Yeah. You have to think about all those considerations mm. before jumping into 
oh, I, I love this color, so I'm going to use it like this in my mm. room before thinking of the impact it will have on your room. Mm. And also people think, can I be bored of this color? And this is a question I got asked a lot. Mm -hmm. And you can get bored if you don't have a real explanations on why you choose these colors. Totally. I agree. So we decorated our home six years ago now, seven years ago. I'm not bored of one single color yeah. because we've picked them because they're very personal preference of tone. And it took a long time sometimes to decide because my husband is also very creative. So to have that agreement on the color is really, really important. Mm. And sometimes we stand, uh, put a big bit of lining paper on the wall of color and it could be there for six months, but that's okay. I'd rather see how I feel about the color and what we've agreed on before painting the whole space. It takes time sometimes to mm. really feel that you've got a connection to that color and you're not gonna yeah, fall out of love with it. And yeah. it's really important. Yeah, I think it is. And also that's maybe why a lot of people are fearing colors because they think that depending on magazines mm. that are going out this mm -hmm. year or the current trends, yeah, like we have the Pantone color of the year yes, every year. Yes, we do. Regarding Pantone. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. We made actually a guest this year. <laughs> yeah, we did it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Evidence. Pantone color of the year. Yeah. We even sold it, as you can see. A gold wax seal. This is very official. <laughs> I'm really impressed by the commitment to this. And so we, we took a few guesses on what the color of the year was going to be. Yeah. So it's every December, early December or yes. mid-December. Do you want to open it or should I? I don't know. This is really tense. It's like <laughs> the day when they released the color of the year. Yeah. Everyone was on the website <laughs> and it didn't appear. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> right, here we go. And we're, both of ours are in here, right? Yeah. This is so pretty. I don't really want to break it. There's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so lots of browns and a bit of green. So quite earthy, natural colours. Yeah. You said that brown. Kind of a dark chocolate brown. And I think I did the instinctive green because <laughs> I, apparently I am obsessed with green. So And then we both sort of went for these colours, which are the raw sienna and picante. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know about you, but I've seen brown a lot recently. Yeah. I'm not saying I use brown that much in my own life, but knowing that Pantone Colour of the Year is kind of a trend now, you sort of see what's going on in the magazines and fashion and interiors, mm. even makeup. Yeah. And there was a lot of brown and warmer shades. I thought, and I looked at the Pantone Colour of the Year for the past 10 years as well to see if there was like a pattern. We were cut, well, we were wrong. We were wrong, but <laughs> not that far. It was a peach, right? Yeah, it called? Peach, peach buzz. buzz. Yeah. So it's still in the warm part of the color wheel. You could almost say, well, Sienna's the closest yeah. to it. But yeah, we did get it wrong. It's funny to think how are they thinking when they're selecting this special color? Why peach buzz? I know. <laughs> I know. Peach. I've read a lot about it now, but still to me, to say there's one color that we all should just be looking at. And I think on a positive view, it's great that maybe it could inspire people. Mm. Maybe it's people that have never used color before and then they see this and they suddenly have an attraction to this color. Yeah. And maybe they never have before, but because it's everywhere at the moment and it's online, it's on Instagram and it's, every, it's even on TikTok, isn't it? 
And it will be in all the magazines soon. So you'll see even discussion about colour of the year will be in magazines. Then you'll see this trickle down effect where you'll see more peach being used in articles. That's kind of, it's fine. It's just that I'd hate to think someone chooses that colour because they feel they need to or Mm. have to, but it can inspire. So if it gets someone on the path of discovering colours, whether a very soft peach, and then also with Pantone, it doesn't mean it has to be that exact colour. There could be people that could start with really soft, neutral, peachy colour. Fine. That's great. They can just, that's their first step on the ladder of colour. So we can take it with a pinch of salt, really, a colour of the year, because that's crazy. Not everyone's (laughs) going to walk around suddenly wearing peach (laughs) and got peach lipstick. But it's it's a guidance for people. Yeah. It can start them on a path to think about that colour. Peach, we didn't really see it a lot in the interiors. And maybe it gives, as you said, people more confidence to use colours that are unexpected. Yeah. And selfishly, being someone that owns a paint brand... It's working for us because we have peaches in our palette. And I remember when we developed the palette, I looked at the whole of the color wheel. So we built our colors based on seeing anything from, we had almost like a visual board. So we'd look at travel, nature, food, movies, all the things that day to day are relatable now. And we talk about and bring us joy. Mm. So we had lots of images everywhere, thousands. And then we boiled them down to color. And what you see is the whole of the color wheel. So there's there are a lot of peaches. There are a lot of lilacs. It's in the sky. Yeah. It's in the sunset. You'll see it at oh, yeah. six o'clock, you know, late summer. And there's that wisp of lilac and those that almost neon peach. And that's what we wanted to have in the palette. Mm. And I think apart from electric blue, our best-selling colours have been the peaches, the lilacs, all the colours that have been quite hard to find with other paint companies, perhaps. And we've sort of filled the gaps. So we're happy with Peach Fuzz because we have serene peach, we have fresh, friendly peach, and they're really, really popular. They've got a slight pinky tone to them Mm. but um it goes well with quite a lot of colors it goes well with a navy it goes well with even black it goes really well with neutral colors so it's quite versatile Mm. and yeah like I said selfishly as a paint brand it's done really well already and it probably might bring new custom where people have been inspired by the Pantone color of the year and you know we've created palettes that every color is there so every Mm. year when Pantone releases a color it's fine we'll probably (laughs) have it so we we welcome a new wave of discussion on color Mm. but to me it's not set in stone yeah you know should people follow trends or should they set their own trends I don't want to offend anyone (laughs) Speaking on behalf of Yes Colours as a brand, for for starters, is we never use the word trend, Mm. except when we talked about colour of the year and it was a bit tongue-in-cheek and we called it trendy peach. (laughs) So we made our own colour of the year, but we didn't really. We wanted to say that every colour is personal to everyone else and you don't need one colour. But it's tricky to say. We need trends, I think. I think people need trends. What I I'm uncomfortable with is when trends are causing fast fashion, you know, fast purchasing, you know, you know, mass consumption mm. in one specific look and feel, and then it goes, yeah. you know, six months later or one year later. I really struggle seeing people on social media with a trend and they do up a space. And the next year they're redecorating. Yeah. I mean, I know I have a we have a paint brand and we want to sell paint, but I I don't want to think that people are changing their rooms every year either. There's enough white walls in this country that people will buy our paint. It's okay. 
I'd rather know that they were buying a colour they truly loved and won't change it. And I think that is the problem I see with trends is people are really led by them mm. and change their fashion, their makeup and their, their homeware because of them and feel the pressure that, that it's not cool anymore, which I just don't get. I don't get that. Yeah. So that's where I struggle with trends is that kind of fast fashion, need to buy more. It's kind of wasteful as well. I feel the same. And I feel that a home or a room can evolve along your life, but you don't have to completely change color every year. You can add one more element yeah. or you can complement the one you had before, but changing every year, it's crazy. It's, I don't it's know crazy. how people have time <laughs> to do that either. And that's the other thing on, in a lazy way. I'm glad we decorated six years ago and I haven't had to do much else. Yeah. We left a lot of white walls in our home because we wanted to live in it even longer and mm. see what other colors we needed and so we've just started decorating now so we're not repainting we're just adding color to the white walls yeah. so I've just started doing that <laughs> just before Christmas days before Christmas yeah I yeah. think I, I did the same because when I started I had everything planned and I had mm -hmm. a design in mind because also my husband is very like logical he mm -hmm. needs a proper presentation and like a 3d model and everything oh, wow so it's yeah oh. a lot of pressure Even more pressure than <laughs> client. And yeah. so I had everything ready, but some areas in the house I left blank because I feel inspired when I'm traveling like yourself. Mm -hmm. For example, the mural we have above, I was traveling to Brazil and then I, I got inspired and I was like, oh, it's good that I have this blank ceiling that yeah. I, I can express myself on. And then I have other ideas fusing, but mm -hmm. I'm still keeping some some places blank. And then I know that, Maybe in two years' time or three years' time, I will have another idea. And sometimes you have you have those blank space and you're like, oh, I, I want something there, but I don't know why. And instead of putting even more pressure on yourself to find what you really want here, you have to let some times go. And then maybe mm -hmm. when you're working in the street or when you're traveling, you will have an idea popping I in agree. your head. It's really, it's almost like trends lend itself to... <sighs> You're not you're being really impatient. It's too it's too much pressure. It's got to be immediate because trends are immediate. They come towards you and they hit you and then they go again. And there's something about being patient sometimes. And especially if you are using color or you are thinking about your home and you want to get it right, you might just have to slow down mm -hmm. and just accept that something's not going to be decorated straight away. Yeah. I think people feel a lot of pressure of going, that needs to be done, this needs to be done, I've got to decide today, decorators coming next week, I've got to do it now. <laughs> Why? Just just chill out, it's fine. So, yeah, seven years on, we still haven't painted the hallway. Yeah. I still haven't been sure. It's a really narrow hallway, it's really shadowy. We've got lovely flooring that's turquoise. And finally, we've said, you know what? It's so narrow and dark anyhow. Let's make it really sexy, dark, mm. burgundy, brothel-like, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be everywhere. But it's taken years for us to sit with it and mm. have and play around with the colour. Yeah. So it's a good job I don't follow trends because <laughs> tre 10 trends have come before me and passed me before I've even decided on this colour. So, And that's the right approach, I think, personally. Currently, we're used to having things done instantly yeah. and we need this little bit of patience and mm -hmm. also learn to listen ourselves. And if we're not ready to just jump in into one idea, we can just let it go yeah. and then 
Wait, yeah, no, full agreement with that. Yeah, <laughs> so we're on the same page there. <laughs> We've just upset half the population about trends, but that's okay. Do you think that not following trends help people affirming their individuality yeah. more? Yeah, I think so. And like we said, look, trends will guide and inspire. And there's always going to be people that just don't, they like to be led by a trend. And that's mm -hmm. why if you, if you look at TikTok, which I'm obsessed with, what I love about TikTok is there's something for everyone. Yeah. There's every aesthetic you can think of. I don't know if you heard about that in the summer. It was the tomato girl aesthetic. <laughs> I mean, it, they're amazing. They've had various, you've got the Japandi that was massive and mm. that's from a few years ago and that's come all the way through. But what I love seeing on TikTok is there's so many lovely niche celebrations of style and individuality. You know, there's anything from like Rococo Regency period to making it contemporary. And there's like the Wes Anderson stuff now. And that's really affected yeah. people's color palettes and the vintage charm. And I think there's there's something for everyone and it doesn't need to be a trend. What's important is it's bringing out someone's personal tastes. Mm. And, and social media, it's kind of this weighing scales of you see a lot of trends. But what you also see on the other side is there's a million different ideas and things to choose from now. Yeah. And that's okay. And there will be something that you connect with. And I do love that about social media that you go, I'm not the only one. Actually, mm. I am obsessed with <laughs> goth punk pink or whatever it is, you know, like there's something for everyone. And I love that, that everyone is becoming more open about, you know, their preferences. So there are, there's trends on social media and that's fine. But I think now we celebrate the niche and unusual mm. and the very personal. And I love that, that we're at that stage. There's no right or wrong now. I think you can do anything you like. Looking at social media, as you said, you can find something similar to your personality, but also you have to be careful on not putting more barriers or mm -hmm. more pressure on you when you're yeah. looking at social media. It can be, as you said, both. It can become toxic or it can be like a source of inspiration but you have to be careful about your state of mind when you're looking yeah, at the realities of it because you can have something you absolutely love on social media but in your life does that work mm. i i love vintage but i'm a six foot woman i'm the worst person to like vintage because <laughs> everyone seems to be really petite so when i'm on tiktok and, and instagram i see all these brilliant ideas of outfits and when you're thrifting and charity shops and vintage Mostly, none of it would ever fit me. I'd have such a struggle. So I've had to find my own way. of I can't copy these ideas because I'm gigantic. <laughs> so I have to make it work for me and physically for me. Yeah. So we all have things that we can be inspired by, but be realistic that when we don't have to be the carbon copy of that. Yeah. You know, adapt it for yourself. You have to separate yourself yeah. and find your own individuality yeah. and identity but still having those inspiration exactly. are, is good. Yeah. And do you think that color itself can be a sort of rebellion? I love that word, <laughs> rebellion. We hear that a lot. Yes, colors that people have like a color rebellion. I've done it today because we talked about the, the synesthesia I have. And I wake up on Tuesdays because today is a Tuesday. I see a cyan blue, like the printer ink cartridge cyan blue it's really harsh really bright and I instantly wake up feeling quite negative mm. it's going to be my unluckiest day something's going to go wrong so I attach emotion and color to these days of the weeks mm. and the numbers I see so Tuesdays and I've had a really good day so far so you're safe <laughs> I've had a really good time but 
to counteract that, because I'm seeing this blue, this garish blue, I thought I'm going to have the opposite colour. So I've gone for really bright red to almost go against everything that's expected of me or what my brain is telling me. And I've had my colour rebellion by what I wear. So I've made sure I'm wearing pinks and reds mm. and the complete opposite of this really cool tone. So that's my example of a colour rebellion. Mm. That's I do that a lot. Like, well, it's a grey day, it's raining. I can either wear black and be miserable and sit in a corner and mope and moan, or I'll get out there, meet Justine, wear my bright red dress, do the opposite you know bring that joy back yeah and also when it's a gloomy day some people or also magazine are saying we have to wait for the sunny days to start decorating but we both think that it's the perfect time, Best time. To, to paint and bring more color in yeah because and also you want to see your colors on the gloomiest day because yeah. they're the worst time to see your colors really obviously a sunny day is just going to make them brighter and more exciting but i decorate always in the winter months there's something about well it's raining outside it everyone's miserable I'm going to bring color to my home I'm going to start and that's what's happened just before Christmas I've stupidly doing the kitchen and the hallway but there's something about by the time it gets to spring I feel good that I've done it mm. and I, I brought color into my life again when it everyone else is post-Christmas <laughs> misery and it will be great and it will be raining because we're in the UK So what can you do? To go back to, to what you said before, as a sort of rebellion, as you see myself right now, I'm very colorful. Yeah. But when I started, I didn't really find myself. Mm -hmm. So I was a former aerospace engineer mm -hmm. and I was confronted to a lot of gray, a lot of conventional offices or being in a mold. And I think that connecting with color helped me go in the opposite direction, mm -hmm. like kind of a rebellious way of, no, I'm not going in the flow of like this traditional mold. I'm just expressing myself. I need to go big and have all the bold colors and connect to myself again. And it's like um, a rebirth, yeah. color rebirth. So yes, Colors is collaborating with a lot of artists, interior designers, clients over the world. Do you have any specific story or project in mind where people that are following their own trend yeah. and uh, using your vibrant color palette yes quite a few we do these color consultations color chats so uh, emily our lead color consultant and myself we have 15 minutes free color chat but i remember one customer that her whole home was white mm. at that point and she didn't know where to begin and it's that classic of asking the right questions and, and guiding and seeing where this person was inspired. And it was so lovely. And the success was the fact that we we asked lots of questions. Usually, what's your favorite color group? So it's like a game of guess who. You don't want to start talking about colors they absolutely hate. You're not, you, you've got 15 minutes, half an hour. You're not going to convince them of a color they just completely physically you know, a repulsed by. So we look at the color families or the color groups they love. So lots of teals, blues, greens. The other question is, especially with Yes Colors, we do edits. So we have the Miami edit and the Art Nouveau edit, which is very Wes Anderson, or it's India. Or So we've got about 17, 18 inspired by historical periods of time or travel or nature. And they're good ones to bring up. And in particular, this client um, had just been back from a honeymoon And she was talking about all the places she visited and got quite emotional as well. And, you know, it is. And you start talking about all the colors she loved seeing on the honeymoon. And it ended up being that she really wanted to bring the tropical nature of 
the colors like the, the oceanic teals and the blues but then also a hint of a peach or and so we realized very quickly she wanted to bring back her honeymoon to the home <laughs> and it was really nice because she got so emotional about it and it didn't mean that it was a complete maximalist space but there was bringing in colors that made her so happy and those memories will never be forgotten but she mm. wanted to almost bottle them up and put them in her home mm. and I love those moments where a customer has done it based on emotion and a memory and it's a complete color connection and so she's gone from a completely white house to the most amazing sort of color blocked color balanced space that's completely transformed it makes her happier they're the perfect moments like when a, a customer capsule. yeah exactly that and it's like a color capsule and it yeah it's exactly that and that, that feels really good because that's what we were always about. It was about not talking about trends and talking about colours that connected to that one person or that couple or that family. Um, that's all that matters. Mm. Anything else, you can look at magazines and get inspired by them. But in the end, your home is your space. You see it 24-7. Yeah. It's really – and so to see someone start getting emotional and, and get really excited – um yeah that they're special moments you know you've you've got the right colors there as you said it has all those explanations and memories behind it so it's just not a shell it goes deeper yeah and, um, and it reflects their personality now yeah you know do you have any advice to listeners who wants to stop following trends yeah. <laughs> create their own trends everyone's going to think i'm going to say hey everything electric blue but i'm not like that at all actually and I'm all for a neutral or a creamy, lovely, warm, pale mushroom color. Yeah. That's fine. I think we always try to dig a little deeper. And if some customers are just happy with a neutral wall, that's fine. Where is that little injection of color? There must be, there must be a little, a deep need to mm. have something. And it might not be paint. It might not be that the color is in the paint. And it might be, it really might be a cushion at first or a piece yeah. of artwork. But if we think about it, most people have got lovely prints or artwork they want to put up or photos. They all have color in it. So we are attracted to what color has to offer, even if it's just in a frame. But that what that does unlock is, okay, well, you were attracted to that on that artwork or that print, or this is your favorite photo. There would be colors there that you're connected to without you maybe realizing. I think mm. it's unlocking where your comfort zone is with color. And that's usually the first hurdle. And then it is about experimenting. Mm -hmm. And I do think people shouldn't expect to get it right first time. It yeah. might not be. You know, I'm not going to sit here thinking I will tell someone, try this color in your home and then it's absolutely perfect for the next 10 years. Sometimes it is experimentation and you've got to be happy to expect that could happen. Um, but when it comes to paint for us, it's technically the cheapest thing you can do in your home to change it completely mm. for a transformation. You know, buying a sofa, which we know is really expensive, you can't change that every <laughs> few years or maybe you can. Uh, I can't. I've had mine <laughs> 10 years and it's really tatty, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think it's try and start small. Uh, and then from there, usually when someone starts small, and I've seen it with customers, they try one subtle color on the skirting board. Mm or just around the door, they come back and they go, oh, I quite like that. Yeah. I think I can do more. I think I can do it on the ceiling. Yeah. Actually, I want a feature wall now. So it's it's not high expectations of suddenly using colour everywhere. Mm. I think it really is small steps. And you notice if there's one small step, those other steps are much easier. 
Yeah, completely. I think when you're also experimenting through DIY, for example, like upcycling furniture, you can start like this, mm. add this little pop of color through the furniture or experimenting if you want to create shapes. And then after, yeah, you have this kind of mad sense of color, yeah. like a furry coming in because painting is also an enjoyable process. It's just so relaxing and it. your mind is just at ease it's the best it's also very then again healing. me and you might be the only ones that are saying that because <laughs> my husband hates it but I've been painting this week I've been getting up on a giant ladder and painting inside a, a roof light and I've got the bugger game so all my tools are out I now want to paint somewhere else <laughs> I've got leftover paint let's not waste it I want to put it in the utility room I, I love that I love listening to some music or putting something on the tv in the background and then paint mm. I'm in my happy place. We've come to the end of our episode. So is there any website or any Instagram where people can contact you? Yeah, there's obviously yescolors.com. Yeah. Um, or Instagram is at yes.colors. We're on TikTok now. Wow. We're on everywhere. <laughs> LinkedIn, TikTok. Yeah. Any form of uh, social media, we will be on it. So just visit us there and you'll be blinded by a very colorful website <laughs> or content. But we are about fun and being joyous and, and being really authentic. And I hope that shows through visiting us on Instagram and, and our website. Thank you very oh, much for being for on the it's been amazing. Thank you. And stay tuned for the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, don't hesitate to subscribe, rate or review on the different listening platforms. To say hello and get all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at rainbow.shaker. And if you want to check out my services, you can go to my website www.rainbowshaker.com. Thanks again and I wish you all a very colorful day. See you next time.